Church, and this is the Landscape Podcast. It's been about a year and two months since my last podcast, and that's because of COVID and school and work, and everything's been kind of getting in the way, and the podcast kind of got pushed to the back of my head. But now I'm back, and hopefully I'll have another one soon. Uh, but today's podcast is going to be labeled The Overthinking landscape and this one I'll start by giving some background information defining what overthinking is and then I'm gonna go into my personal experience with overthinking and then following that I'm gonna end it with how I deal with my overthinking as well as other tips and tricks that may be helpful for other people that I have found online and by by talking to other people. So to go into some history about overthinking, uh, it's not a recognized disorder. However, it does correlate uh, with some anxiety disorders, such as generalized anxiety disorder, or GAD, where an individual would engage in overthinking and reminiscing, and they can't stop obsessing and worrying about things, and it can interfere with their quality of life. So even though overthinking isn't a recognized disorder, um, nor will it be, it can have certain similarities to anxiety, even though, but that doesn't mean when you overthink, you have anxiety disorder. Um, that has to be uh, recognized by a medical professional. But this feeling of overthinking and this thoughts that don't stop and the reminiscing and the just constant thinking of all the different situations going on in your head. It can be brought on by a multitude of issues uh, that can start, such as anxieties, having anxiety, as well as financial struggles, school struggles, uh, relationship problems anything you could imagine that makes you just think and then you think about it and dwell on it that is what overthinking is it can start as something small uh reading a text that you're like this doesn't sound right do they mean this do they mean that um it could be the bills are stacking up and you're just wondering how am i going to pay for this not you're not living in that day, you're thinking about the future, you're thinking the worst possible outcome, and some common, uh, some common symptoms that you see with overthinking are obsessing over what you've said or done, so just reminiscing on that past, bringing up stuff that you're like, oh wow, this happened, and what if I said this, what if I said that, instead of that I already said that it's over with some people just constantly think about that over and over again and think about the different situations or what they could have said what they could have done differently 
Um, it could also lead to worrying up, worrying about how you measure up to other people at work, at life, at, at sport you play, at any situation in your life. Uh, comparing yourself to your sibling, to the best player on the team. And if you constantly think that you're not going to be as good as them, then that could lead to performance anxiety and other struggles with your job, with your sport, with uh, any type of situation like that. Uh, the biggest one I see is engaging in if what engaging in what if scenarios. So where you just consider what could have happened in a variety of circumstances. This also kind of relates to the obsessing over what you said, what you should have said or done in the past. Um, you start thinking, what if I would have said that? What if I would have done this? What could have been different? And then that spiral can leave you in your head for hours just thinking, like, what if this? What if that? Well... I could have done this, and this would have happened. Um, another thing is uh, thinking the worst that will happen. So once you go through that spiral uh, where you are just thinking, well, I'm not going to be as good as them, or I could have said this, this might have made this different, all those what-ifs can lead to you just thinking the worst. You thinking, well, in the future, this is going to happen this worst possible scenario is going to happen, which is a very uh, demoralizing thought to have. And then another one is worrying about having a panic attack unexpectedly. So you might start thinking about it and then you just sit there and your heart is racing and you start to like not be able to control your thoughts and then you start panicking and uh, then you'll worry about having a panic attack maybe in a moment uh, that you don't want it to happen. So when you're around other people or in your room and you're scared, like you don't know what to do, it might make you freak out. Uh, the last that I found is intrusive or it's obsessive thoughts. Um, if you start thinking about those what ifs or other situations, you're going to start to think and obsess over a situation, especially if it's been on your mind for more than a couple of days. You're just constantly thinking about it, thinking about it. It can distract you from what you're doing. You can lose sleep. You can lose focus. And all that play into the physical and mental health that you have. And some physical problems that can come from that is not eating, uh, binge drinking, uh, feeling foggy in your head, and not being able to concentrate, uh, making poor decisions, um, feeling weak, exhausted, sore, and just not feeling yourself, and just constantly feeling like you're out of it, you're not... You can't pay attention in class. You're zoning out at work. It's just nothing good is coming out of you just constantly worrying about one thing over and over and over again. 
and that can be concerning, especially with it impacting you at work or school, especially at work if you're in a job where you need to pay attention or you need to be focused. into my own personal experience with overthinking i've been watching some tiktoks as well as some videos on youtube and listening to some other podcasts about overthinking and i've compiled a list of the top 20 uh most common themes that i've seen people talk about people uh write about uh especially because these are things that I've seen in other people and myself and just very common things that I've seen with overthinking. Uh, I'm going to start with, uh, they think that everything is their fault. Someone who overthinks, they're going to think, well, this person's mad. And I was the one, like I was, I was talking to them when they were mad or when their mood changed. So they're going to think it's their fault rather than something else that could have been going on in that person's life. The next one is uh, someone who overthinks feels like they need constant reassurance. And this can sound negative, but if you're constantly overthinking, thinking someone is, uh, especially in a relationship sense, that they are cheating or they're ignoring you or they're mad at you, uh, or that you don't, or that they feel like you don't like them anymore. Uh, this may cause them to feel the need for reassurance for you to calm them down and be like, Hey, everything's okay. Uh, we are okay. I'm not mad at you, which can be very hard on the person that they're dating or that they're in a relationship with. Uh, the next one is someone who overthinks, makes up scenarios, conversations in their head. I touched on that earlier, where it might be a shower thought where they're just sitting in the shower and they're sitting there and they're just thinking, this could happen. And then they start having the conversation. They're predicting what the other person would say, think about what they would say back to them. And then by the end, they might think that com- it seems so real. They might also think that that conversation happened and that's how it's going to plan out. And then they expect that when they have that conversation with their significant other, with the person that they're struggling with, or think about that with their financial problem. If they're constantly thinking that they're not gonna be able to make that next payment, they might wish it into existence by not being able to go to work or not making that money that they need. Next one is that they're sensitive and emotional. that can be seen they can be seen that way someone who overthinks can be seen that way because if you're worrying a lot or you're overthinking some small things you can be seen as emotional or sensitive because if you get upset if something happens or someone did something or said something to you and then you start thinking about that too much uh, that can lead you to feeling emotional and maybe too much at some point and some people are off put by that 
Next one is they, number five was they assume people are mad at them, sometimes even for no reason. Um, like again, I was saying at the beginning, with everything's their fault, if someone changed uh, how they were speaking to them, this can make them feel mad. Like someone's mad at them. And then they start to worry about, what did I say? What did I do? And that leads back to that circumstance of, oh my gosh, like, what did I do? What did I say? And then they just go, they go through their day and what happened and what they could have said or done to make that person mad. Uh, the next one is, uh, they need someone to listen to them. Uh, if you're an overthinker, then you talk to someone about what you're thinking or what might be making your head spiral. They are, if they're a trusted friend that you know you can talk about this issue with, then it will help you be able, they'll be able to calm you down and say, hey, it's going to be fine. That hasn't happened yet. And that just someone listening to them or letting them vent making those feelings heard by someone else, it can calm someone down who's been overthinking and significantly decrease that anxiety they might be feeling. The next one is they care a lot for others instead of themselves. Uh, this is not for obviously not a common thing for everybody, but it is seen uh, if they're always worried about people-pleasing and trying to do the best in every situation that's going to make them start caring a lot and putting all their effort into making other people happy rather than doing what they need to do for themselves and helping themselves. Uh, the next one is especially in relationships or from family uh, or friendships is they read between the lines of, of the text uh, they might make up uh, emotion or feeling in their mind that might not actually be there. Uh, they might interpret the text wrong and think the worst, think the worst outcome, and that might have them start to spiral. The next one is they can't let things go because if they understand it better, they want to improve the outcome. So they're going to think about what they could have done different and then if they are able to still make that change they're going to try to make that change to improve the outcome of the situation uh for the relationship side of it uh a common theme that i saw that people were saying were they over love and this can be seen as someone who at the beginning of a relationship they might say that they like them pretty early uh, a few dates in, they might say, like, I really like you, and might do things like buy them, buy them stuff, they might send them texts in the morning, texts when they go to bed, they might do too much, and that can be too much for some people, other people like that, so that can be a problem, especially in relationships, sense. Uh, when they apologize and say they're sorry, they're overly sorry and are on edge until the problem is resolved. Uh, this, I've seen this, especially I've done this, and uh, I've seen it with other people, is 
they apologize once and that could have been it the other person says it's okay but then they have the feeling that it's still not okay so then either they are still trying to talk to him about it or they apologize more often uh, a couple more times or they still feel that anxiety until the problem's resolved the other person's in a better mood or the a conclusion came that made both parties happy uh, number 12 is they lose sleep from thinking about wrong choices they made during the day. So thinking about that worst possible solution, what you said or done during the day, can easily make someone lose sleep and lead to other physical and mental problems throughout the week or throughout the next day that can be, have negative health effects. Uh, 13 is every choice is important to them. So... Even the small things sometimes, uh, the choice of what they might say, what word choice they use. If they send something is off, once they send that, they're going to overthink that and start thinking, well, if I made this choice instead of this choice, then I would have been fine. If I would have put my money in this instead of this, then I would have the money for enough money for next month. Or if I would have put my effort into this rather than this, that thought can lead them to start to spiral. Uh, They may come off as insecure or control freak. Uh, I could see this um, because if you overthink, you want to be able to control the different things and aspects of your life. You want to be able to control what happens during the day to have the best possible outcome, not only for you, but for others. And this is hard and it it might be off-putting and people might see that like, oh, that person's trying to control everything when in reality, they just want, they need to do what's best to control the most things they can to not overthink every single situation. The next is number 15. Uh... They have high expectations for themselves and sometimes for others. Uh, if you want to be able to not overthink, to be able to say the right things and do the right things every single day, you're going to set that high expectation of, I'm not going to disappoint anybody. I'm not going to make that person mad. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to make this amount of money today. And if that's not met, then that can lead you to feel other problems like sad, depressed, anxious, and lead to feeling angry, and that can spiral someone easily, and then they have expectations for others, so if someone acts the same way multiple days in a row, and then they're different the next day, you're going to wonder why, or if someone treats you the same way for about a month, and then they change that, that's going to make you start to overthink. Next one is they're indecisive at first, but then once their mind is set, it's not changing. This is true for the most part. I've seen you can still see times where they change their mind, but if they since they're a people pleaser, you don't. They're gonna be indecisive and want to do what the other person wants to do. But if other person is also indecisive that's going to cause a problem but once that decision is set 
and their mind is made up, it is very hard to change their mind. For someone who overthinks, thinking one solution is the best, going through with it, and it working, and then someone telling you, that's not the way to do it, that's going to make them spiral because they're going to think, well, it worked here, it's going to work, why are they telling me different? The next one is difficulty living in the moment because we're always worried about what's going to happen next. So this leads to the thinking of what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next, what's not going to happen next, rather than thinking, this is what's happening today. This is fine. Life is fine right now. Not, oh, well, next week I have a paper due and I have a quiz in three days. I have to do this, this, and this. I practice Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I have lab on Tuesday, Thursdays. What am I going to do? How am I going to feel fill all this time? What's my calendar looking like? And then they're going to start to overthink that. And that's going to lead to them feeling a lot of anxiety and not feeling like they'll be able to accomplish that. Uh, the next one is they're time-oriented, prepared, and usually set multiple alarms or reminders on their phone. This goes with the last one. So if you know that you're overthinking and that you stress about uh, getting stuff done, doing stuff, missing things, being on time, you're going to set multiple alarms to wake up. You're going to set multiple alarms to go do something, to be on time. You're going to put in your calendar for the week what you need to do which sounds kind of like OCD, and it might uh, have a correlation with it. Next one is relationships are challenging because they possibly put added meaning behind what is said to them or actions done. And this I've already hit on uh, where they're going to read into it too much. They're going to think, well, this behavior is weird. Why? This text sounds different. Why? They said this. Why? And that question of why is really what gets someone thinking way too much. And that can start the spiral. And then they start to question it. And then if the conversation, especially an argument, arguments are the big thing that are send someone to freak out and just ball up with stress and not know what to do the last one number 20 is people please and i've already hit on that when i uh was researching this and i saw those that list of 20 that i compiled I realized that about 80% of it, I've struggled with myself. And uh, especially this semester with me graduating and me joining two clubs, me being really involved in a couple clubs and finding a job to be able to pay for rent and uh, struggles with relationships. I found myself overthinking a lot. It really hit uh, last week, a couple weeks ago, where everything that kind of went wrong 
went wrong. And that just put amount of stress, overthinking, anxiety, depression, anger, all into one span, the span of a couple days to a week. Uh, it started out with uh, financial problems because uh, paying for school has been a lot, rent, uh, food, meeting up with friends, gas, everything that college students have to deal with on a daily basis, monthly basis, basis. And so that problem hit with uh, paying rent and paying for grad school and uh, paying for gas to go home. Uh, the next thing that went on was uh, feeling uh, some anger and some Depression when I was not uh, able to go on a trip for an organization I was in um, where I was excited about, told my friends and my family, and then I was told a couple days before the trip that I wasn't going on it, that I wouldn't play, that I shouldn't waste my gas driving seven hours to go to it. So that hit uh, the girl I was talking to for about two months. She ended it in that day. That day that I got the text, she ended it. Uh, then just struggles with friends. Uh, sometimes just uh, some people don't understand what you're going through. So if you start acting different, uh, some jokes can be made, comments can be made, and sometimes it just becomes too much, and you don't know what to do, so you just kind of cut them off for a little bit, um, and I was really in my head, and I was just full of anger, spite, and school's been super stressful. I'm in a class that determines whether I graduate or not, and that added stress on top of it. I for about two weeks, I was eating maybe a meal a day. And I'm used to eating three big meals a day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, I would eat a lot, snacks in between. And I was going down to maybe eating a meal a day, maybe finishing it for dinner. Uh, maybe an orange for breakfast at most. And it scared me. And I was started to overthink a lot. Um, I lost a lot of sleep and couldn't sleep for more than maybe four to six hours and then I would not be able to fall asleep and I'd wake up to class my head would be foggy I wouldn't be able to focus I was distracted uh, I was stressed I was just not feeling myself and that lasted for a good week two weeks and I knew I needed to change and fix something because otherwise it would not be good, especially with midterms coming up. And with financial struggles, I knew I needed to make the money somehow. So I, uh, I'm in a hiking club and we met on Sunday and they said, okay, we're going on a hike. And I usually just listen to music. Uh, 
not on a hike, but to calm myself down from overthinking, to distract myself. So it was a nice day on that Sunday, so I decided to go on a hike. And going outside, getting that fresh air, and being around other people, talking, and walking through the mud on a trail for about two miles was exactly what I needed to get me out of my funk. Um, It helped me relax, not think about it, and be able to take a deep breath and tell myself it's going to work out, which sounds corny, but it actually helps. You take it, you stop in the middle of a trail, you're in the woods, yeah, people are around you, but you take that deep breath, you're like, it's going to be okay, and even if it's a short-term fix, you feel okay for a little bit, and this was helpful, and I needed to talk to someone, so I called my mom, which it was, it was hard to do, and um, she was able to talk it through with me, and help me out, and again, remind me that everything's going to be okay, and getting texts from my sister, my mom, and my dad that same day, and they weren't around each other, so it would just, it kind of hit, and it was a sign that, yes, it's going to be okay, even though I'm going through all this stress, there's people who think and care for me, and that was, that hit me really hard that day. Luckily, the next day was also a very nice day, so I went hiking alone, which is a great feeling because I was the only one in the parking lot, so there's nobody around me. Put in my headphones, went on a hike, started listening to music, and this is what I recommend for everybody uh, to do if you ever overthink, is find a trail around you. No matter where you live, there are trails around you. Or you can go on a bike, uh, walk, a run, any type of physical activity where you're by yourself. You can listen to music or you can talk to a friend. So I recommend picking a trail about a mile or two, depending on how active you are. And you can listen to music until you get to that halfway point. Then what I recommend you to do, if you have a nice view or if you're by yourself, Sit down or stand up, lean against a tree, whatever you need to do. Pause the music and just breathe. Look around, be quiet, breathe. And then that was the biggest help that I've ever did. It gave me motivate, like I felt some, I felt relieved. I felt calm, which for overthinking, stressing, having anxiety, anger, just not being able to live in the moment, thinking about the future, thinking about the worst, being able to sit there for a minute and breathe and be calm and not hear a sound around you is the best experience you can have. And then I, once I was done, turned my music back on, finished my hike. And if you think about it, being able to do something like that relieve my stress for the day I got I actually had motivation which I haven't had since the beginning of school year I had motivation to go do my work and I cranked out a three-page paper in, in an hour and I felt good I wanted to study I was I 
relieved from stress from school for the most part. Obviously, I still had some with midterms coming up, but I understood I could do something about it. I could help myself. I started, I had an appetite again, eating three meals a day. And that was, and to this day, it's still been good because I've been going outside and doing those physical activities. Yes, it is a short-term fix that might only last a day, might only last a couple hours. But if you do that once a day, once every other day, if you do that at least once every other day, that's four out of seven days a week that you're doing something positive for yourself. If you do something positive for yourself four out of seven days a week, you have more good days than bad. Just think about that for a second. Having more good days than bad is a good feeling, especially with all the stress and anxiety with school, work, family, friendships, relationships. Having more good days than bad if you struggle seven days a week. And then that might want you to do something more than those four days. If that's working for you, it will become a routine. Then you will routinely be, feel better, eat better, just have more energy, sleep better, focus more. And that is helpful, even if you don't overthink. Getting in a routine like that will help you. It helps you feel good about yourself for doing something active, for being outside, you get the vitamin D vitamin C and just you release some stress and you especially with busy schedules it does make it hard to find time but you can find time you don't have to if you can't hike during the day walk at night walk in the morning before you go to work before you have classes walk to your classes instead of driving to them if you can't all these are ways that can help you. And it, it can improve it, it can improve your daily life for anybody. Thank you for listening to the Landscape Podcast. I really enjoy talking about it. If you have any suggestions, make sure to text them to me on my Instagram, which is the Landscape Podcast.